but she called me and told me and I was like I'm so proud of you and then she's like okay I have to call my grandparents and I said you called me before your grandparents are you crazy Hello and welcome to Take a Moment, a Bachelor podcast. For Paulina's friends, I'm Annalise. And for Annalise's friends, I'm Paulina. Paulina, we're getting this episode out closer to when the Bachelor episode actually aired. Isn't that exciting? That is exciting. And I don't think we've ever done that before. I don't think so either. It's always at random. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did you think about this episode, Bed? First, uh, first real episode of the show. I feel like this episode made me really like Zach but I also feel like they took away all the important parts of dates for us to really get to know the woman if that you mean like the entire daytime portion of a date that just wasn't in the episode perhaps yeah like an actual fun date rather than um big bitch energy (laughs) you didn't like big bitch energy I also did not like big bitch energy (laughs) Yeah, so um, in case you guys missed it, the second group date where they just show the cocktail party afterwards, um, there was an actual date that they just cut out of the show, and that was per reality Steve. It was hosted by Zach's famous uncle, whose name I can't remember, but he's Kronk from The Emperor's New Groove, and the women put on a puppet show. I think talking about like being vulnerable or something. I don't know. They love to be vulnerable with puppets, so probably. <laughs> yeah, they've learned from the uh, the trauma circle on Clayton's season, and they've progressed to trauma puppets. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I agree with your take on the episode overall, though. Um, I think that it did do a good job of showing us more about Zach, making us care more about him. But also, I feel like we didn't get to know many of the women better, except for Christina on her Mm one-on-one. And even then, like, we knew a lot of the stuff that she shared already. Yeah. Um, I did like the, like, starting off this episode by having the women move in and, like, get acclimated to the mansion. I really like those shots. And it made them all seem like good friends. Yeah, I'd say that this group of women overall seems like they're like meshing pretty well together and like it seems like a good place to be inside the bachelor mansion which I feel like it usually does in the first couple weeks because they're like who are you people yeah yeah the last time I can remember there being this much unity in the house I think was Ari's season yeah I'd say Ari or like Nick Vile's season I feel like yeah had a lot of unity too like even their because like their drama was like petty stuff because they were just like annoyed yeah like all of it was just like Corinne who didn't actually do anything that wrong except for sleep through rose ceremonies and then Taylor (laughs) yeah yeah she just wanted to nap Abraham Lincoln took naps Michael Jordan Mm -hmm. took naps um and then Taylor being mad at Corinne yeah that was the extent to which Nick's women didn't get along with each other but yeah, like it's I know been... you blocked that season out because you hate <laughs> Nick File. But... That was my first season, though, was Nick's season. So like as much as I hate him, the person, I do have a soft spot for that season. That's fair. Uh, but yeah, I, I agree with you. It, it seems like a good place to be. The environment seems much more positive. The vibes are good this year. Fingers crossed it stays that way for a little bit longer. The only other notable things that I noticed about the little intro package is um when jesse comes in to talk to everybody and you know ask them canned questions about how night one went for them he gets a little chiron that says his name age and his job title is host Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, just in case you're confused whether or not it's clayton coming back or (laughs) zach's long lost brother is in fact brother palmer Right, I loved when they announced Zach, and they were like, finally, a bachelor who doesn't look like Jesse, but they, they still they still look yeah. vaguely related. Mm-hmm. The other notable thing was that I hated Greer's outfit as she was reading the date card. Yes, I did also hate Greer's outfit. I was going to say, I feel like a lot of the outfits this season, like whether it's like the loungewear or the cocktail outfits or daytime outfits are like pretty underwhelming. Yes. Yeah, I had a hard time picking a 
like best look, best dress mm-hmm. this week. I will say, um, now that you mentioned loungewear, I don't remember who was wearing it. I want to say it was maybe Allie, but I'm not 100% sure. She had like a forest green kind of waffle knit matching set. The top was like a knit sports bra and the bottom mm-hmm. was joggers. It was really cute. Ooh. Um, but yeah, overall, like the fashion has been very forgettable. So after we get to see everybody's lame outfits, we move on to the group date. The women on this date are Brianna, Brooklyn, Catherine, Mercedes, Bailey, Davia, Kat, Genevieve, and Kylie. So we've got some big players on this episode. Mm -hmm. I feel like we kind of said we had similar commentary about the first group date last year, though. I feel like they the first date of the season, they kind of put big players out there Mm -hmm. they put people that they know are gonna like catch your attention Mm -hmm. for sure yeah they gotta hook you in somehow um the premise of this date is it's a big bitch energy date hosted by the rapper lotto um they all kind of show up to this abandoned nightclub and dance around a little bit with a dj who honestly is probably questioning his life choices at this point Um, And then Lotto announces that there will be more women on the date, and she brings out three franchise figures. Uh, We get Tajwan from Colton's season and Two Rounds of Paradise. We get Victoria Fuller from Pilot Pete's season and the most recent season of Paradise. And we get Courtney Robertson. Um, Do you think anybody except for us and the Game of Roses podcast, who have now branched out and given Courtney her own podcast... Do you think anybody outside of this select group of people knew who Courtney was and was excited? I feel like probably not, but they should be. Didn't she also release a book that was like Confessions of Reality Show Villain? Yeah, it was the original Bachelor tell-all book. I believe the title was I Didn't Come Here to Make Friends. There you go. And she just like, she aired everything out. Like she didn't like throw Ben under the bus but she was very honest about the things but that she he... walked him to the bus stop correct yes <laughs> she may have like made sure his shoelaces were untied so that he could fall under the bus himself um but the from what I have heard because I wasn't watching the show at that point the media scrutiny of her behavior on the show was just really intense and she got all of the flack, even though he was the one who was, like, rewarding her bad behavior or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that it was just kind of, like, she needed to level the playing field somehow. Yeah, so I think Victoria Fuller and Courtney both really embraced the bad bitch energy they were looking for. Tajwan felt a little more random with it. Yes, I when I think of Tajwan, I think of Taj can't pee, Taj can't poop. <laughs> I think of... Her just sweating in paradise saying that it's so too hot, hot and that she needs to leave because it's too hot and she can't do it and like while she is a bad bitch I think she's had plenty of non-bad bitch moments on reality television oh absolutely yeah like the quotes that they aired of with her and Haley the twin being like you're a pigeon and I'm a seagull or whatever the dumbass JPJ quote <laughs> that was. is exactly what it was and it was just unhinged behavior versus Courtney and Victoria are like actual bad bitches of the franchise okay so I agree with you on Courtney she is actually a bad bitch of the franchise Victoria's just a bitch I'm sorry (laughs) she's so mean to everybody she's maybe a homewrecker like they tried to get Lauren Lyondike's mom on the show to tell Pilot Pete that she had a reputation for sleeping with her friend's husbands in Virginia Beach like But I think Victoria Fuller's lack of care about Mm -hmm. others' perception of her, like, even to the last, like, post-Paradise thing where she talked about her relationship with Greg, like, she clearly does not give a fuck. Like, she is, she's like, this is who I am. I'm living my best life. You guys can watch or you cannot, but I'm going to do it. And that's bad bitch energy. She can also be just a bitch, but... (laughs) 
you're right you're right she does have bad bitch energy in that she does what she wants and she doesn't care which kind of matches zach's like overly elaborate definition that he gives later in the episode which was just completely unnecessary but i think he was just trying to like figure out how do i get them to know that they're supposed to be vulnerable with this moment right (laughs) when we keep using bbe I also liked that it started with the dance party in the empty nightclub mm-hmm. because it was awkward and yeah. I thought that was fun. But I also hate to admit Zach just be, them asking Zach, like, are you a good dancer? He's like, nope. And then he's just dancing away in his little leather jacket. I was like, I was like, wow, like I am attracted to this man. And that makes me upset. I was like, <laughs> the bar is literally in hell. It takes a man <laughs> admitting he's a bad dancer and just goofing off anywhere for me to be like, that's hot. Like, that's cool. <laughs> I laughed so hard at the immediacy with which he responded, nope, when asked by a producer if he is a good dancer. Mm-hmm. Just incredible. Where So, like, the, act- the actual activity of the date is they kind of do, like, a catwalk. I wrote part two of the date, strut like you mean it. Yeah, exactly. Free your mind. They're supposed to embody... <laughs> bad bitch energy with their strut um the only two people who like actually kind of did something were kylie who like has some choreography because she's an nba dancer and she kisses zach and then brianna actually like did embody bad bitch energy with yeah. hers. she comes out with like the money gun and the chair and she makes zach sit down in the chair while she continues to dance and is just like completely owning it I thought Mercedes did a decent job with it too, with the big gloves and just, she was just like thriving. And I really liked uh, Davia, I think that's her name. Yeah, it was just Davia. Going, just going, Mercedes is so hot. Like, <laughs> that was honestly hilarious. I also enjoyed that moment. Um, after they strut their stuff, they are supposed to tell a story about a time that they were a bad bitch. Aside from Kylie, who talks about her experience on the pageant circuit with being Black, raised by a white mom, and being discouraged from wearing her natural hair, but then wearing her natural hair anyway and winning the pageant, that was the only, number one, that was like the only story we really heard in full. And number two, that was the only story that seemed to actually like fit the premise of the activity yeah I feel like Brianna's might have talking about starting her own company and stuff like that Bailey all we heard was her flirting with Zach using the you're the only 10 I see pickup line mm-hmm. Genevieve all we heard her say was goofy as hell and I think like I really like Genevieve what we saw from her last week I think that she does actually have a lot of like really interesting stories to tell I do too like I'm upset we didn't get to hear more about it and the same Davia like we saw her talk and we saw Zach's reaction but we heard none of her story because we were still seeing Genevieve's like ITM exactly yeah and something similar happened with Brooklyn where she's like you know I did that by myself and we're like what did you do by yourself but instead we did see Brooklyn choose to do a tequila shot yeah and then immediately kiss Zach which honestly power move because I would die just taking a shot and then going to kiss someone that is I need a transition period see if you're gonna do that you have to do it with a liquor where you know you're not gonna cough at all because she kind of makes a face and a sound Mm -hmm. after she takes her shot whereas Zach does not or his is at least not as aggressive as hers like if you're gonna do that you gotta like play it as smooth as you can Mm -hmm. but I did appreciate the effort that we got to see from her but really Kylie's was the only one that we got a a real story yeah so based on what we saw from just those two things you would think kylie would get the group date rose from being a literal victoria secret angel on the strut right, like you yeah. portion and then talk getting vulnerable in her second part yep exactly yeah but alas we we don't get a ton of conversations honestly in the evening portion of the date because a lot of the uh, screen time goes to the Tajwan storyline. So after the date, Tajwan decides that none of the women had enough bad bitch energy for Zach, who, like, do you think Zach is actually looking for a bad bitch? Like, I think all men are looking for a bad bitch. 
whether they can match that energy or not, I think that's what they are attracted to. Yeah, I think it's like how a lot of men think that they want a strong, independent woman, but then they find themselves a strong, independent woman and they're like, wait, no, this isn't what I want. Exactly. Um, so what did you think about the whole Tajwan trajectory over the course of this after party? I feel like I don't believe really that Tajwan wanted to join the season. I think That's she probably an interesting theory. I think she probably told a producer like, oh yeah, Zach's cute. And they probably like hyped her up for it. They're like, oh, like, you know, like the season just started. You could probably join. Da -da 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 -da. Like, I don't know. I just don't feel like she was that into him. Like, no. I don't know if they connected more during it or if she was just like, he's hot. Maybe I should join. Right. Like she, I mean, obviously Courtney gives like some canned lines during the date about how they're so excited for Zach and they really want to help him find his woman. But like even Tajwan's canned lines were really just like, he seems cute. Like he seems nice. She doesn't seem like interested enough to uproot her life for six weeks and go through this all again yeah I also think like I really liked Taj on her most season of Bachelor in Paradise I, I want I like her a lot yeah I like I want her to find somebody who is right for her I really do not think that's Zach like Zach no. is just too like vanilla for her yeah I would agree I think that it's I don't know I just don't feel like that was a pairing that was ever going to work out. Right. So, like, I'm glad Zach didn't just let her join the season. Yeah, I think Zach definitely made the right choice, especially, I don't know how much he knew of how her interaction with the women went, but it was it was rough. Like, she was not especially kind to the other girls. Um, I think that she maybe went a little bit too far by being like, none of you guys actually understood the assignment and also not empathizing with the fact that they were probably all freaking out that somebody who had been on multiple seasons, who probably knew producers, who knew how, knew how the system worked, was trying to join in. Yeah, I think she handled that probably the worst way she could like I'm trying to think how she could have made it worse but like she just put foot in her mouth after foot in her mouth yeah and like if you want to join this group of women like you know you're gonna need an ally at least one <laughs> at least one and you've already eliminated half the contestants at this point and like even if your one ally is not in this group of women, this group of women has friends who are not on this date. Who do you think they're going to side with? The eight women who they've known for, you know, 72 hours who they have shared experiences with or this random person from a previous season who, you know, would probably be seen as a threat because she has more experience and she got to just walk on. Yeah, it was it was poor planning. And that's another reason I think she wasn't really that into him I think she knew she could say those lines they would make mm -hmm. good tv and that it wouldn't do anything for her that's in really the long sweet. run yeah looking at it through the lens of she didn't really want to join anyway she just wanted more screen time I think that her her response to the women makes a lot more sense that was my way of processing it because I was like she knows better than this yep exactly you had mentioned, do you think there was more footage of the date host that didn't get shown yeah. because of the Victoria F thing? I mean, I kind of, I, so I wrote a few of these before I started my, like, rewatch. And I think based off of what was cut, obviously there's, you know, there's more footage of all of these dates that ends up on the cutting room floor. But I don't think they really had time to highlight them any more than they did. Yeah, I think they wanted to focus more on the, like, Brianna Christina drama that happens later in the episode and that's why they cut off but I think I would love to see more of the footage of Courtney Taj and Victoria at that date as well as any of the actual second date <laughs> like what happened on the puppet date I just want to know <laughs> mm -hmm. uh this is also you brought this up this after party is also where we're introduced to the episodes kind of I guess it's kind of like not the A plot line, maybe the B plot line, which is Brianna feeling insecure about 
only having a rose because she got the America's First Impression rose and not because Zach is actually into her. I feel like, I think that fear is valid. I just think that she kind of played into production, making it seem like a much bigger obstacle than it actually is. Do you have any thoughts on it so far? Yeah, I think because she starts talking about that pretty quickly. She talks about it with the other girls. Just being like, you know, you guys have all gotten a rose from Zach. I got one from America, which when you hear those words separately, you'd be like, hmm, all of America is on my side. Right. <laughs> or this one man who was dating history to this point has led him to become the bachelor. <laughs> like you would think having America on your side would give you some more confidence. Like they see something in you. And like, because of that, Zach will see something in you. Right. But I think... You know how most first impression roses get like a quick villain edit because it goes to their head and they start thinking like they are God's gift to the bachelor. Mm -hmm. I think she's having the opposite effect. Mm -hmm. Like she's just like, oh, like I don't deserve to be here because I wasn't chosen specifically. So she's having the exact opposite effect that the first impression rose usually gets. Right. It's almost like she's over strategizing and she's like, well, he hasn't gotten to know me that well so he won't feel as bad if he sends me home early so she's almost trying to compensate for that before which is kind of turning into that headspace that you're describing mm -hmm. but yeah the whole thing is sad um this night ends with Catherine, the spf me nurse getting the group date rose we only saw a couple of conversations so like i guess this makes sense but also I think oh. Catherine's made the most sense from the conversations we did see because that's where she talked about I know we've talked about building upon a foundation of best friends but like I want you to know you're not just my friend her flirt game is very good and I was like that was smooth mm -hmm. I'm in it. it makes sense again I still think based on the actual date itself Kylie was robbed but yes I agree who was it Pilot Pete's season where somebody was like, I feel like I'm just your bro. Like, I feel like I'm just your homie. And he was like, I don't kiss my bros like that. <laughs> I think it was Pilot Pete's. I don't remember who it was, though. There's always the slight risk of getting friend zoned when you bring up, like, I feel like we're best friends. Catherine said, not today. Mm -hmm. But we hear Zach in a couple later conversations also talk about best friends and like the, having a friendship foundation so I don't know if that's a talk he had with the women that like we just didn't get to see in I full. know I know last week's episode it almost seemed like Sean Lowe planted that idea in his head because mm -hmm. then when he's doing his first big toast he talks about wanting to find like his wife his partner his best friend out of all of this so thanks Sean Lowe for thanks Sean Lowe <laughs> giving Zach this idea because you know it, it is true if you're gonna share a home and a life with somebody you want to you want to like them more than everybody else mm -hmm. any other takeaways that you got from this first group date uh, that I didn't like Catherine's pink sparkly dress but I feel like it's on brand for her yep I agree with that it kind of had little shoulder details right yeah yeah I don't like that that's coming back not for me <laughs> after the first group date we get Christina Mandrell's one-on-one -on -one date. Uh, so she first gets a helicopter ride, and then he brings her back to his childhood home for a family barbecue. Is this a date that you personally would enjoy? I have very mixed feelings about this. As a first date, I hate the idea. Mm -hmm. But I also feel like I'm great with family, so I'd probably thrive in this date setting. You would do really well with this. And I think it gives like this setting gives you a lot of insight into how people act around their family, which can tell you a lot about someone because you that family brings out the best and the worst parts out of everyone. Yep, absolutely. And like, obviously, they're not going to show us the entire day, but like, there's no way there was zero family drama at a family barbecue for someone's birthday. Especially when you have cousins involved. Like Exactly. It wasn't just like mom and dad. It was a whole thing. And I think that you have a similar relationship with your cousins where, like, a couple of them, you guys are, like, ride or die. But depending on which cousins they invite, like, you could get a very different experience. Exactly. So I feel like it's weird to meet the lead 
so early the leads family so early on I feel like people who meet the leads family early on usually make it pretty far but like never win like Hannah Brown met Colton's um, yeah Colton's family there's been a couple others too that it's always it's always like one of the first dates it's always kind of a weird idea yeah Crystal on Ari's season who made it to Paris which was the episode before the episode before hometowns um Maddie Prue on Pilot Pete's season Mm -hmm. got the vow renewal and honestly I think she would have won if she hadn't self-eliminated um I know that Emily twin met Ben's family in the episode before hometowns and his poor mom was like crying because Emily was 22 and was very emotionally 22 and she's like basically like please don't pick this one (laughs) um but yeah exactly like people who meet the Leeds family early in the season tend to go far um so it's a good sign for her like I think pending what happens next week she's she's got a good She's got people on her side. Yeah. So during the evening portion of the date, Christina's kind of been hyping up to all of the women. Like, yeah, I've talked to you guys about being a mom, but I haven't had the opportunity to like sit down and talk to Zach about it yet. Um, So during the dinner portion, they finally do have this conversation. I thought that Zach did like, it was a much more nuanced conversation than I think we've seen on previous seasons like uh farmer Chris was like I'm 34 kids don't scare me when some of his contestants talked about having kids or like Brad Womack with Emily Maynard like he was just so like focused in on Emily that she could have said like yeah I actually only have six toes and he probably still would have picked her at the end um But I thought that him acknowledging that, like, this isn't necessarily the future I had imagined for myself was, like, kind of refreshing. Did you have any thoughts about it? I felt the same way. I thought it was um, nice to hear him be real about it and just be like, dang, I've had a great day. Like, I'm really into her. But, like, this isn't just, like, this isn't being like, oh, I have three dogs. It's like, I have a child I've had for five years. Almost six almost six and it's a big decision he's like I don't want to write her off completely but I need to let her know that like this is something I have to keep processing like it's this decision could change essentially right because he's so into her like Mm -hmm. she brings she's so bubbly and personable and like a little bit weird in a good way and she brings out that sort of light in him too I think if it weren't for the fact that she had a kid, like, it would be, the season would be over. Like, he'd obviously be picking her. But this kind of has, it forces him to look past the one-on-one connection because it's not just one-on-one. It's one-on-one plus an instant family. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they even got to, like, even just seeing their conversation in the car about, like, Nickelback was adorable. (laughs) Like, just, like, so... The, like, genuine excitement from both of them to get to, like, spend the day together was so cute to watch. Yes, yeah. That I'm glad he's taking it seriously, that he's not just, like, so much in the Bachelor bubble that he's, like, I only need to focus on what we're doing right here, right now. Like, Yeah, absolutely. It kind of, it brought, like, a real-world grounding to what could have easily just been, like, a, a fantasy head-in-the-clouds sort of date. Anything else that you learned about Christina found interesting about Christina wanted to discuss about Christina's one-on-one date I think we went over it for the most part just that we didn't learn a whole lot of new information but we did get to see that the connection between Zach and Christina is very big and like is going to grow it's she's definitely someone to watch and then batch her data wise first one-on-one and helicopter dates have good track records so Yep. Yes. Statistically, she's at least making it to what fantasy suites. Yeah, I would think at least to fantasy suites. Safely hometowns, maybe even fantasy suites. Time will tell. We shall see. Staying tuned. After the Christina date, we get this weird, like, surgically removed after party from the second group date because we don't actually see the first group date. The other part of the prop of like the problem I had with this group date is. 
I feel like we don't ever get a good sense of who is on it because we don't see the date card read and like mm -hmm. I'm still at the point where I would like them to have like sometimes in hockey they'll put the player's name as like a little tag above them while they're on the ice yeah. or like newer people tuning in I feel like I need that sort of labeling of the people on the script date I had the same thought on the script date I was, I was like I would love for just like at any time someone is on the screen for their name to be there right now yeah yeah like every single time like not just for the ITM like I have no idea who is speaking yep same I have met them once ish I think we talked about this last week and I know the people I was watching with we had this discussion yesterday it's also hard when the fashion is so boring and it's all <laughs> so like monotonous it's all everybody's wearing the same thing it's so hard to tell people apart when nobody's taking fashion risks except for Anastasia with her pantsuit on night one mm -hmm. yeah but that's true it's like you don't have anything to kind of distinguish them and like I was trying to look for like fun accessories or something like some people had fun earrings but like I forgot those right yeah exactly and that's like that's I feel like that's not enough color either it's just not a big enough thing that I can really you know use it as a marker throughout the whole evening you know bring back the early 2000s chunky statement piece accessories oh my god yes the massive turquoise necklace the massive I or the like super dangly chunky ear like I would never forget you then <laughs> I agree I agree they just they need something more because I can't tell them apart except for Ariel who had the first lengthy one-on-one -on -one discussion with him I feel like they didn't really talk about that much right they didn't talk about much but I wrote he looks captivated when she talks yeah he looks at her very similar to like how Rachel looked at Clayton almost like yeah that like and like that fear of not getting kissed whatever she did was so cringy but it worked. So that's how you know he's into it. Exactly. Yeah. Like it was like totally a line, totally a play, but he he still fell for it and he was into it. And he leaned in for that kiss. And he didn't look uncomfortable by he didn't look like it was cringy to him for a second. And that's how you know man's a goner. <laughs> yep, I agree. Um, she to me looks like um Jennifer Connolly. Uh I see it. Yeah, she's uh like from A Beautiful Mind. Mm -hmm. I was like, and also the Top Gun sequel, I think. But I think it's the eyebrows; they're mm -hmm. very prominent. Most of this after party is focused on Gabby kind of doom spiraling, um, about not kissing him, not getting time with him, and then when she finally does get time with him, she's like, something about me is I make up nicknames for people. And she lists, like, 12 horrible nicknames for Zach. Yeah, she, from the maple syrup to this moment, she's clearly very anxious about being here. Like, she's very out of her comfort zone. Yep. And the first time I watched, I was like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if they're really clicking. Watching it the second time around, like, he also looked at her, this like, very similar to how he's looking at, like, Aria. Like, mm -hmm. even with her word vomiting, he's into it. And because they're showing so much of this, like her being like, I'm not getting time. I think I'm behind. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to figure out if it's them setting her up to be like the next person to spiral mm -hmm. or if she's about to get like an outrageous amount of screen time out of nowhere. I mean, based off of this episode, I was like, there's no way this girl makes it through this episode. If she does, she's getting the last rose and doom spiraling next week and going home. But in the cocktail party before the rose ceremony she like does a complete 180 mm -hmm. talks about how nervous she was but how she really appreciates the time that she got to spend with him and then pulls out his favorite candy which is peanut butter cups and he looks so genuinely happy like he found this extremely thoughtful and considerate which it was but also like he looks so so jazzed when she pulls out the jar of peanut butter cups yeah, like that was a similar like turning point for me too. I was like their first interaction on this date, which was really awkward and she's coming up with nicknames. I said it gives off really realistic, like awkward first date vibes. Mm -hmm. 
I was like, is this a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know yet. But by the time the peanut butter cups rolled around, I said, it's good. It's a good yeah. thing. Yeah. Based off of that, I'm glad he didn't like wig out and send her home or something based off mm-hmm. of how awkward the the post date or the yeah, the post group date after party was. Um anything else stand out to you about the the fake date? The only other thing about the fake date was Jess saying that she's crushing, which was cute. Mm-hmm. Um, and Zach's just drunk. She said she wanted to get to know something about him that no one else would know at this point. Like, that was a good thing. And him saying he had pyloric stenosis. Which like, is, like, low-key a really big deal. Yeah, literally blocks food from entering your intestines. Like, it's not, it's not nothing. Right. She's... I think she was expecting like, oh, when I went to Disneyland for the first time, I threw up on the teacups or something like that. And he's like, actually, I had a very serious medical diagnosis. Also, this is the first time I'm saying this out loud. I feel really close to you now. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing I got from this date, Charity gives off good vibes. I don't know much about her. I just appreciate the vibes. And Katie saying, I just get giddy around you was cute. Mm -hmm. I see like they... There's something there that we're obviously not seeing because they took out an entire date and showed us like two seconds (laughs) of content. Right. Yeah, I agree. Um, I thought Jess getting the group date rose made a lot of sense. I think that they have a good connection and I'm interested to see where it goes from here. Mm -hmm. So we get the pre-rose ceremony cocktail party. Most of this time is taken up by the Brianna versus Christina spiral. Uh, Brianna has continued to kind of just dwell on her thoughts and now has reflected back on her night one interaction with Christina when Christina was like, you look amazing, you've got the rose and your dress is roses, the whole thing is rigged, you look amazing and I hate you. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a firm side of the snafu that you're on, Brianna versus Christina? I think that I'm on Christina's side. Mm-hmm. I understand Brianna was overwhelmed. She doesn't feel chosen at this moment because yep. she wasn't chosen at this moment. So I, I think any so anyone could have told her anything and she would have taken it yep. the wrong way. But to have that said by the person who then goes on the first one-on-one date, right, definitely gets into her head. It's another person that also met him at, after the so that like in her mind like this person is competition that she's never going to match up with because like he could pick his first one-on-one he didn't choose her Mm -hmm. and I think Christina handled it like Brianna having a conversation with Christina was a good move yeah but Christina was very quick to like give a very genuine apology of being like that was not she didn't try and defend herself she just went straight to I'm sorry and that takes a lot for someone to do that is why I think she's not a villain. I think people are going to be very intimidated by her though. For sure, yeah. And what, I agree with everything that you've said. What stood out to me about the apology was how, just like you're saying, she was quick to say, I'm sorry. She was quick to put impact over intent. Mm -hmm. Like basically saying like, I don't remember exactly what I said there like I absolutely did not mean to hurt your feelings I'm really sorry that I did what stood out to me about the end of that apology sequence was Brianna kind of saying like I'm choosing to believe that that's genuine when to me it came across yeah like a very weird thing to say to me Christina came across as very genuine the whole thing kind of reminds me of the cuties story on love is blind season three (laughs) yeah Um, For our listeners who may not have watched Love is Blind season three, there are these two characters who are, they're not characters, they're real people. There are these two people on the show who (laughs) are, they're basically characters, yeah. Um, They're engaged, they break up before the end of the show, and during the reunion special, the woman is like, you made me feel so bad about myself, you controlled what I ate, I was so miserable with you. I just hope that you've learned from this and the other women are like yeah what you like some of the things that you said to her weren't cool like the whole cuties thing and he's like I have no idea what you guys are talking about if you have the footage air it 
So at the end of the reunion, they air the cutie's story. What happens in sequence lines up with the woman's version of events. She takes some fruit out of the fridge, puts in a bowl, starts eating it. He comes up, starts eating out of her bowl. She moves her bowl closer to herself, like away from him. He keeps moving closer and eating food out of her bowl. She finishes up with her cherries in the bowl and she takes two clementines out of a fruit bowl. He's like, oh, are you going to eat both of those? And she's like, well, yeah, that's a serving. And he says, you want to save your appetito because we've got a big dinner tonight. You don't want to be full before we go to dinner. And she's like, I, all I've eaten today is a banana and pita butter. Like, I'm super hungry. I'm going to eat both of these. And he's like, well, why didn't you eat earlier? And she's like, oh, you don't want to know why. And he concludes by saying, oh, are you getting wedding bod ready? So his tone the whole time is very lighthearted. He thinks he's joking. The intent behind it is not to make her feel bad, but her headspace is already so warped by this point that anything he's saying regarding food, she is perceiving as he's trying to control what I'm eating. He wants me to look a certain way. He wants me to be a certain way. I feel really guilty that I'm eating these two pieces of fruit and I'm mad that he's making me feel this way. Like that sort of state that Brianna is already in of feeling like Zach maybe doesn't actually want her there she's only there because America told her to be there coupled with Christina who is clearly joking on night one so being like I hate you <laughs> like she's just like a sassy weirdo like this is just clearly her casual conversation style but in the same breath she's also telling her how beautiful she looks and giving her plenty of compliments but it's it it really is like the cutie situation of just like being so in your own head that you're not understanding people's tone and kind of turning it your own way yep you're hearing the words at face value you're not you can't see or hear or feel the intent behind them Mm -hmm. so yeah it sounds like we're kind of on the same page about this where like we're on Christina's side but we do understand how Brianna got to this point yeah I also think what we learn at this point is like Zach is clearly not that into Brianna he's said that he feels like everything seems so serious and he's just a goofy dude right yeah when she's been so insecure that she's just like projecting those things and even her like trying to get him to ask who it was and he's like no don't tell me right and she says multiple times like I'm not here for drama I don't want to start drama but the way that she you know Christina gives this very genuine apology what does Brianna do when she gets one-on-one time with Zach she immediately like dumps all of this on him and then tries to like convince him that he wants to know who it is that she's talking about like the whole thing Mm -hmm. is just much more dramatic than it needs to be and while I do feel for her, she's also not doing herself any, any favors by going about it this way. She feels very, like, strategic almost at this point. Yeah. But I don't think she knows she's being strategic. Right. I do, like, I can only imagine how hard it is being a young Black woman who has had to navigate predominantly white spaces for her entire life. I'm sure that part of it is just that she's, like, so used to speaking a certain way and you know thinking 12 steps ahead of everybody around her just because she's a black woman in America Mm -hmm. but it's coming off as very calculated exactly was there anything else noteworthy that happened in this uh cocktail party that you wanted to discuss um I'm obsessed with Brooklyn the rodeo girl me too the the (laughs) lasso was super impressive it was really cool to see and also, Zach looked so intimidated once she lassoed the thing that I just love Brooklyn and I hope she's on the screen for a long time because we don't get a whole lot of content from her. But anytime we do, I have a good laugh. And that's what I'm looking for in Bachelor contestants at this point in time. This Same, early yeah. into the season is like, who can make me smile today? Right. Like, she seems cool. So far, she seems pretty level headed. Like, she's into Zach and she's talked about not necessarily wanting to hear about 
every girl who's made out with him, but she's also like a normal person who makes me laugh. <laughs> but also like rodeo stars. So like and how normal is that? I don't know. Super impressive. Um, um, that was really the only other thing I had from pre-rose ceremony was just <laughs> I love Brooklyn. Uh, one other thing that happened right at the top of the cocktail party was Zach comes in. He's like, thanks, everybody, for a great week of dates. Like, Christina, you held it down while meeting my family. And Christina's like, I didn't tell them about that part. Um, I just, like, seeing the things that they're showing about Christina's storyline. Like, at the very, very beginning of the episode, when they're talking about night one, Christina talks about having the advantage of having met him at After the Final Rose. Um, during the intro of the cocktail party, she is shown to have withheld information from the other women in the house. Brianna then tattles on her to Zach, and Brianna is, like, framing it as a way that, like, Christina doesn't really seem super genuine. Like, they're, t- I can see how they're teeing her up to get the Alea edit. They are trying so hard to ruin poor Christina. And it's so predictable. And like, for what? <laughs> like, she is just a sweet single mother who's been in a lot of music videos. <laughs> who probably didn't talk about meeting the family because she didn't want to, the same way Brooklyn was saying, I don't want to hear about every, all the details of everyone's dates. Like, that's not important for them to know. It's important right. for her to know. Like, she doesn't want them to all feel bad that she got this special attention and also like she doesn't necessarily want them to know like how well it went so yeah she doesn't want the target on her back and zach was like here let me paint it on for you (laughs) exactly yeah it's like like, oh uh, let me get you more paint like don't worry (laughs) right it's like when um i think it was pilot pete kept on asking women like who are you talking about when you're like gossiping about the other Mm -hmm. women in the house and then would be like well, I heard from this other, or I heard from somebody that you did this, this, and this. Like, he's, I don't know what he's thinking here. <laughs> I think he was just genuinely trying to give a compliment to the yeah. ladies he hung out with, and he didn't realize how that could be <laughs> perceived poorly. Right. <laughs> I think he didn't realize was a good summary for most of the men in this franchise. <laughs> most men in general, honestly. True, you're right, you're right. Uh, so during the rose ceremony, we've got three women safe with roses. They are Catherine, Christina, and Jess. Did you notice that they were all wearing black dresses? I did. Do you I think did they planned that? that? No, but I think it makes sense. Like, you know, you're safe. You look good. You know it pops against red? Black. I hope that they do this moving forward. Like, all the women who have roses before the rose ceremony, like, coordinate their dresses. That'd be cute. It also, like, the way that they're facing is different. Like, he, you had the loop of women waiting for roses, and then the three who had them were kind of, like, tilted. Mm-hmm. So they just did a good job of, like, differentiating the populations this episode. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Um, Good news. Our girl Brooklyn gets the first rose of the evening. Thank God. Thank God for Brooklyn. I was like, yay, he likes her, too. Um. Brianna gets the last rose, obviously, as the mm-hmm. the source of the drama. Something interesting was um, Bailey gets the penultimate rose, the second to last rose, which I thought was very surprising because he seemed so into her last week and then she like didn't get a lot of screen time this week. Yeah, I thought that was interesting, too. I think it's probably just he's talked to other women more this yeah. week. I yeah. don't think that he's like less into her. I think he definitely is still into her, but... Was she on the date that we saw or did we didn't see? She was on the big bitch energy, the one that we did see. And she like kind of. Oh, because she did big wig energy with the pink wig. Yeah. Yeah, And during the dancing sequence, it's like not twerking, not quite grinding. She kind of like drops it low in front of him while also Mm -hmm. kind of grinding up on him, like very flirty. And he seemed into it. So, yeah. Um, So we say goodbye to. Victoria, the TikTok star, Kimberly, the hospital coordinator who told Madison that her makeup was still on fleek, and Kat. Uh, I'm very surprised that Kat went home this early. I'll see you in paradise, Kat. We most certainly will see Kat in paradise. 
but I'm sad. I'm sad she left so soon, which means Brooklyn really can't leave now. Right. Yeah. We need a like character mm -hmm. and we have Christina, but they're shifting her from character to to a uh, villain. So yeah, they're no fun. <laughs> that was our episode. What were your thoughts on the episode overall? I liked it. Um, as we discussed, there were a couple of editing choices that I disagreed with, but I I really like a lot of the women this season. Mm -hmm. um, I am excited to see where it goes and who he chooses. How about you? What do you think? I liked it a lot. I thought, again, it gave us a lot more insight into Zach. Editing was questionable, but <laughs> good times all around. Yeah, no, like good vibes. I don't feel as icky watching this episode as I have in previous seasons. Uh -huh. um, but yeah, good job, producers. This is much better. We like this. <laughs> thumbs up. Two thumbs up from Pauline and Annalise. Yay. <laughs> Shall we get into our picks for the episode? Yeah. Who did you think was best dressed this week? I'd say I saw the most outfits from Christina, so she was my choice. I liked her little like crochet top that she wore on her date and she had fun earrings for the uh, rose ceremony. Yeah. Yeah. And she had like the feather detailing on her dress for the rose ceremony too. She mm -hmm. did have some really good fashion moments. Um, I almost picked her evening look. It was like maybe a romper, but um, super cute. I ended up picking charity though, because she was wearing this like, periwinkle blue uh dress the cut was really simple but the color was really pretty and she looked awesome during the rose ceremony so charity gets my best dressed this week who do you think had the best use of time this week gabby with the peanut butter cups like she made the most out of a small moment during the uh the cocktail party before the rose ceremony and just like went from kind of safe to actually like on his mind I said the same thing a close runner-up would be Jess asking to learn something that the other people wouldn't know that was a really good move by Jess I agree with you but ultimately I do agree that the peanut butter cups are mm -hmm. uh what was your favorite moment of this episode sometimes bad bitches cry it's okay thank god for that producer that was such <laughs> a good line when Tajwan is crying to herself and says bad bitches don't cry and the producer lets her know it's okay to cry i changed my um cover photo on twitter to that moment <laughs> that's amazing i love that it was um his name jacob from paradise originally like him like slumped over like really questioning his life decisions so i just switched <laughs> it from one bachelor thing to another <laughs> oh my god that's perfect i still have a a Bernie at the inauguration meme is mine. So I think I'm due for an update. <laughs> Sometimes bad bitches cry. It's okay. It could be the one for you. <laughs> I love it. Uh, my favorite moment this week was during the one-on-one -on -one dinner. Zach gives a toast and they cheers and they take their sip. And then Zach goes, now repeat that back very seriously. And Christina's <laughs> like, oh, you want me to say it backwards? Like they're senses of humor just like aligned mm -hmm. so perfectly in that moment it was great that was beautiful that was beautiful in contrast to that what do you think was our yikes cringiest moment absolutely all like the every way Priyana used to describe how Christina wronged her but specifically when she said that Christina like wounded her to her core <laughs> I was like honey she was joking I said, we're on the we're very similar with our picks this week. Mine was um, Brianna trying to guilt Zach into asking who made her upset, and then he was like, "Uh, no, like if it's resolved, like I don't really want to hear it." She's like, "Okay, then I won't tell you. Like we're good." <laughs> but just like him being like, like literally, like I didn't ask you any of this, so no, ma'am. This is a Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> uh villain forecast who do you think is going to be our villain this season i said brianna slash christina but for dumb reasons i agree with that like just, just for insecurity like it's not i don't see any real problems coming anytime soon i just see insecurities getting the best of people yep 
Yeah, I also said Christina a la Alea, where like she's getting too much validation. So the women are going to make something up about her or kind of exaggerate the impact her actions have on them so that she gets eliminated earlier than she should. Um, noteworthy, much less Greer this week than last week. Yeah, a lot less Greer than this week. Like they had the conversation about how they feel comfortable with each other, but like that. That was it. Mm-hmm. So maybe she'll get, she'll still get the villain run that we predicted, but we'll see. She might be taking a back seat for a little bit to let this drama play out for, how long do you think they're going to play out this Christina Brianna drama? One way or another, it's going to end next week, I think. Like, I don't see them carrying it on to the point that one of them would get a two-on-one. Um, I have a feeling that Christina might get eliminated at the pool party that looks like it's happening next week. I feel like Christina should make it farther. Yeah. But no, I agree. All signs point to problems. Yeah. And we didn't see a whole lot of Brianna in the preview thing either. Right. Yeah. We saw a lot of Christina, a lot of Christina upset. But where was Brianna? Yeah. Where was Brianna? I can see, I mean, like you pointed out, Zach has already said to Brianna, like, I feel like all of our conversations are so heavy and serious. Like, I can see him potentially, like, sitting down with her at a group date next week, and she once again is, like, bringing up something serious, and he is just like, we, I'm not into this, like, I don't think Mm -hmm. we're a good match, and sending her home during the date. Um, I don't think she makes it much more than like I think she gets sent home next week maybe in two weeks I think that's fair who's your pick to win homie based solely off of the way Zach looked at these women it has to be Gabby or Arielle with little not as much screen time like Arielle didn't get as much screen time but their chemistry when she was on screen notable yeah Gabby again her editing is interesting in the fact that they're showing she's insecure, but not in the same way they're showing Brianna's insecure. Right. I'm, we're not getting, like, she's crazy vibes. Yep. But they're saying object, subjectively the same thing, like, of, like, I don't know. I feel like we don't have that same connection. But when Brianna's saying it, we're like, this girl needs to chill. But I don't think I had that same reaction with Gabby. Yep. Yeah. And, like, they're fixating on it about the same amount too like Gabby Mm -hmm. could be getting the same edit Brianna's getting just like you were saying but time will tell so that's my my hot take of the week is I feel like based solely off vibes and editing choices it's got to be one of those two interesting I like it I like it who's Um, your pick to win I'm sticking with Catherine just because I felt like her flirt game was good but like they didn't get that much time together but he still gave her the group date rose so there must be something there that he wants to keep around i think Catherine's a good pick too thanks man (laughs) (laughs) your mom had thoughts yes my mom did have thoughts so i texted her and said what are your thoughts on bachelor so far she responded kind of boring and already over the girl who is the public vote she's crying for no reason most of the drama she's creating is on on her head i think she means in her head i like the one who has a kid aka christina and i know that's the one the group is going to attack you can see it brewing and then she put the like hand over the face emoji she goes he's kind of blah repeats same thing to each woman she's not wrong as always (laughs) i agree with all of her insight (laughs) but so Looks like we're all on the same page so far, which is exciting. What's interesting is that we are more, I think you and I are more pro-Zach than your mom is. I don't know who she wanted to be. I do. I lied. I know the answer. What's the answer? She was obsessed with Babyface Tyler. Fascinating. She would have loved a season of Babyface Tyler. I mean, Zach comes across as young, but Babyface Tyler seems like a baby she loved him that's definitely who she wanted to be bachelor i don't know why i'm pretending i didn't know (laughs) she was like where is he i was like i was like he's like not that 
relevant right now she's like that makes no sense like he is the cutest one there he is he is very cute Mm -hmm. very cute um interesting well maybe maybe they'll uh maybe they'll nick vial him and give him a go in a couple years i think i think zach will grow on my mom eventually Mm -hmm. yeah i think so too or we'll grow to hate him. One of the two. I think at some point we'll all be on the same page, though. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll like a warm sense around a common impression. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, this has been great, Paulina. I've really enjoyed talking about this like remarkably pleasant episode with you. Yeah, I can't wait to see how they screw it up next week. <laughs> <laughs> so much optimism, but <laughs> this is the show that we choose to watch. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a blast. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Um, You can leave us feedback on any communication channel that you use. And we hope you'll tune in next week to hear more of our thoughts and Paulina's mom's thoughts. Mm -hmm. Most importantly. (laughs) Thanks for listening. See you next week. See you next week.